Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pulse Podcast. My name is Jeff Frost. I am a third-year resident in physiatry at UBC, and I am not your host for today. So I'm just here to introduce Dr. Ashley Yip. She's a first-year internal medicine resident at UBC, and she has joined the Pulse Podcast team. I'm really excited to have Ashley on board. I think she's going to be a really great addition. The interview she did today was excellent, and I'm really happy to put it out. Uh, Yeah, so welcome, Ashley, and I hope you guys all enjoy what Ashley has cooked up for us today. Of course, Ashley did do her own introduction, and it was just so good. I couldn't cut it out. So you're going to get two introductions, and uh, Ashley's is a little bit better, but, you know, had to get my name in on the podcast, too. Welcome to the Pulse Podcast. You'll notice that this is not Dr. Jeff Frost's voice, but instead this is Dr. Ashley Yip. I can't believe for my first podcast, I introduced myself in third person. I am a internal medicine resident, R1, Barry Green, and I am very happy to be co-hosting this podcast. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Dr. Brandon Tang. Brandon is a R1 as well in internal medicine at the University of British Columbia. He completed medical school at the University of Toronto and at the same time did a master's in system leadership and innovation. While in medical school, he also created two apps. The first is the one that we're going to talk about with him today called Univore, which is a recipe generating app. And the second was OSCIR, which is a checklist app for medical students preparing for exams. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Ashley. I'd just like to start the podcast by asking our guests to give a one-liner about themselves. I'm a resident doctor in internal medicine. And I'm passionate about medical education and health systems leadership. I was born and raised in Mississauga, Ontario. I'm also a huge Leafs fan, um, not bandwagon, long-term Leafs fan, and I <laughs> could not be more excited uh, about the upcoming season. Another question that I like to ask my audience, even though you are my, or my guest, and even <laughs> though you're my first guest, is what is a book recommendation? either a book you think all residents should read or just a book that you've like really loved? My book recommendation for um, medical residents in particular would be um, When a Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanathi. So um, for those who aren't familiar with the book, um, it's written by the late Paul, Dr. Paul Kalanathi. He was a neurosurgeon and um, it is a memoir slash biography which goes through his time, um, his life story and ultimately ends uh, with his passing away from lung cancer. And it's a very powerful book um, in many ways because, one, I think he has a background in literature, though a lot of the writing comes off like a poem. The first chapter is particularly powerful. He talks about reading a CT scan, scrolling through, seeing all these nodules, lung cancer, like you and I see at work every day or many days. But then he says, but this time it was different. This was my own CT, and that's how he opens the book. I'm not a crier, um, but I did tear um, towards the end of this book. I don't want to spoil it, but there's some really powerful lines about his love for his daughter, who he never really got to know. Um, and the epilogue is actually written by his wife, and she herself is such a powerful writer. So such a great book for its sort of reflections on life, what it means to be a doctor, and also just like a great piece of writing as well. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. I've read the book as well. And it is very impactful on many levels. We don't often get to hear physicians' perspectives, especially them opening up about their personal lives, and in particular, their struggles. And this book was very vulnerable for him to detail his journey through his cancer diagnosis, 
and then into what that meant on his family life and in his career. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I think the other thing I'd add is that um, we have a mentality in our career to work towards delayed gratification. And he talks about that a lot, how, you know, he was just about to graduate from his residency program, become a staff neurosurgeon. He had everything lined up. And then his whole life was flipped upside down with this cancer diagnosis. Yeah, that was heartbreaking to read as well, because we're always looking forward to when we're going to be staff, when we're going to be done. I think that also is a good reminder that we need to enjoy what we're doing now and the journey to get to where we're going. It's not just always about the end goal. Absolutely. So, Brandon, you recently did the uh, resident spotlight with RDBC, and I read your article, and my favorite part of the whole thing was that you hadn't cut a tomato until you were 20 years old. (laughs) And I didn't know that this was a life milestone (laughs) one reaches at the age of 20. Can you maybe comment on that? Thanks for bringing that up, Ashley. I think um, in broader strokes as med students, we often hit life milestones a bit late. Me and uh, a bunch of my classmates just got our driver's licenses within the last few years as well. But uh, going back to the cooking, um, the story there is that when I started medical school, um, I moved away from home essentially for the first time. And um, I had planned on buying every single meal just because I thought med school was going to be so busy and that's what I needed to do. I was visiting my partner one weekend, and we were cooking together, and it was a lot of fun. And she asked me to cut um, tomatoes for a salad or something. So I did, and then when I was done, <laughs> she looked at me, and she was like, what What did you do? Like, <laughs> You cut this like an apple, and like, this is a tomato. And I don't know why, but like for some reason, like I didn't know you could eat the core or like, anyways, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I realized, like, oh yeah, I guess I really haven't cut a tomato until then. And then she taught me how. And essentially taught me how to cook. So the tomato story is sort of an exemplar of like how little I knew and maybe an example of like the broader problems that a lot of students face. Um, so it was kind of like this, this personal struggle of like not knowing how to cook and needing a solution that was part of the inspiration for uh, Unibor. I also had a roommate once who tried to make banana bread out of frozen bananas, but they were in the peel. And trying to wrestle a banana that is frozen out of a peel is very difficult. So we all have these little learning moments, I feel like, going through medicine, both life learning and medical learning. Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about this app called Univore that you made. Just for the audience, can you explain what this app is? So Univore is a recipe generator app. So the idea is that you can input the ingredients that you have at home in your fridge or available, and then the app will spit out a recipe for you that's meant to be simple, healthy, really easy to cook. It was designed by two students, myself and Liz, and it was designed with the needs of students in mind as well. Um, So you must have been pretty busy at the time that you were making this app because you were going through medical school. Was there anything that inspired you to start this project? It actually started off as a mandatory school project. Um, One of those things that you have to do in med school, um, a project on the social determinants of health. And we felt that if we were going to be putting time into this, let's do something that we're passionate about that makes a real difference. We found this organization called the University Health Network Open Lab. It's essentially a think tank in downtown Toronto. They asked us on our first day, what are your interests and what are you passionate about? Liz has a huge history of being an amazing cook. She has this food Instagram with a huge following called uh, at Lizzie's Food. And one of the things I have long been interested in is education and teaching. So kind of the intersection of these two interests led to um, Univore as our, as our brainchild. 
We realized in med school that people were eating terribly. Some of our classmates were purchasing every single meal or just living off of food that their parents shipped them um, from even out of province. Uh, we found some evidence in the literature that, again, students were eating poorly. And then the idea of the app was born, and it was meant to be targeted towards people like ourselves to address these challenges and help people cook healthy, simple meals. I think you found a very appropriate target audience for this. <laughs> I uh, only recently stopped buying pints of Ben & Jerry's upon getting into residency. So why do you think it's so difficult for students in particular to eat healthy? Um, I think drawing from my uh, internal medicine background, I'd say it's uh, multifactorial. Um, I think time is a huge issue. You know, students have exams, they have so much going on. A lot of the times, um, cooking is one of the last things on their minds in their busy schedule. I think also experience is a huge part of it. Um, myself included, a lot of university students are moving away from home for the very first time, and they might not have cooked throughout their entire lives. Um, so it can be quite daunting to suddenly start doing this for yourself. Accessibility um, is an issue. Like I remember um, the few times I did try and cook, I'd Google something as simple as you know cooking a pasta, and then you have these recipes with 15 ingredients and all these spices I hadn't heard of. It just seemed like how can I cook something really simple? It was hard to find on the internet. And also, um, I didn't really have a lot of ingredients um, with me in my student house. So recognizing lots of these different factors, Univor was designed um, to address them. Like We had ideas like um, the recipes having five max ingredients to make it easy for students to cook. This built-in videos help teach people some of the basic skills in cooking. Um, this is a neat feature that helps you make a grocery list um, when you're doing your shopping on the go-to. The app seems like a very interactive way to cook. It's not just a cookbook or just a cooking blog or Pinterest. You have these very dynamic features that make it really easy. Yeah, exactly. That's what we had in mind. How is this app different from other cooking apps that you may find on the, on the Apple Store or wherever you get your apps from? This is something we spent a lot of time thinking about um, even before we started the project because we didn't want to duplicate what was already out there, of course. What we came upon... And what our, what Open Lab kind of reiterated to us is that what distinguishes Univore is the brand of this being a solution made for students by students. We, having lived this life ourselves of struggling to cook, recognized the problem and therefore had some special insight into the solution. Liz was actually the one who made all of the initial recipes in Univore. That was drawing from our own experiences of cooking for the first time as students. So the idea of the app was that we're students, we understand your struggles, and here's something we've made which is completely free to help try and address some of these issues. Actually, um, when we were getting feedback from the app, one of our classmates messaged us and he said that he cooked the very first time in his entire life, you know, super successful medical student Wow! Um, using our app. <laughs> That's incredible. I also saw that you have run all of your recipes by nutritionists, so they're certified healthy recipes. Exactly, yeah. We just wanted to um, like have some evidence behind it that these things are actually good for you. Keeping things evidence-based in internal medicine, I like it. <laughs> exactly. Do you have any favorite recipes from the app that are your go-tos? Um, one of the things which is a staple of my diet is the, I think it's called the uh, spicy chickpea quinoa salad. Actually, um, when Liz and I had meetings for Univore, she would actually cook recipes from Univore and then feed it to us so just to get us excited and to keep us uh, motivated. That's perfect. Liz sounds like the kind of friend I would want to have. <laughs> Absolutely. So going forward, we're in residency now, fresh, three months in. What kind of challenges do you foresee as having and maintaining a healthy diet? And can Univore play into that? Many of the challenges are the same as what I said earlier. 
um, but also recognizing that uh, we had a different perspective when we created the app initially. Um, it was from the perspective of students who were mostly in lecture halls, whereas now um, it's kind of a different world. We're more so um, employees on the wards. There's different challenges that we didn't really know about a few years ago. So some of those include time again. Sometimes I don't eat at work. Um, and my parents are always giving me a hard time about this. And I'm sorry, mom and dad. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like sometimes there, there just isn't time. The team doesn't eat, so you feel bad taking time to eat. I have a bag which I carry around now. And it's basically a vehicle for granola bars and fruit and like carrots. It's a food bag essentially so that I can eat when I'm waiting for the elevators, which take forever. Um, so recognizing that time is an issue and things need to be portable and sort of packable for on the go. Also along the theme of time, I think it's even, it's even harder in residency. I don't know about you, but I get home after work. I find I have like one or two hours to do life stuff. Um, and you know, not everyone wants to spend that cooking. Um, so kind of the new norm that me and a lot of my colleagues are doing is cooking once a week on Sunday and eating what you made then for the entire week. So uh, recognizing that meal prep is sort of um, a new trend. Some of the things that we want to do is um, create new recipes designed for meal prep, designed for portability that might help take into account this like challenging lifestyle that we lead. As for how can Uniform maybe help, I think that even myself, I used to use the app a lot more uh, when I just started cooking. But now it sort of equipped me with the confidence and skills to sort of improvise and be more creative on my own. So it's sort of like a springboard to help you become more comfortable. I think it would be great if people were using the app forever. I'd really like that. But even better would be if they use the app, they gain skills and confidence. And from there, they're able to change their views on cooking. It's, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to taste bad when you make it on your own. It can be easy, healthy, and fun. Yeah, it sounds like a good springboard into getting you started just with the basics of cooking. And I definitely relate. <laughs> I know that intermittent fasting is unfortunately very prevalent in residency. <laughs> I'm not sure by Standard choice, Standard of care. Yeah. <laughs> I think that apps and Univore, they're not the solution, but simply part of um, a broader system of changes that we're trying to make. I really like the way that you've designed this app and thought about technology in ways that are more harmonious with what we want to get out of our lives. I find a lot of the time we spend time on apps like Facebook, Instagram, and they're not really designed to, for what we want. We never feel good just spend <laughs> binging time on Facebook. But it sounds like Univore and other apps that you've been working on are very thoughtful in ways to be um, more linked with our own values. That's great. Thanks, Ashley. I do feel good after using Univore much better than, say, Facebook for a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> so we chatted about how Univore can help you manage your grocery list, get into cooking. It's very simple. And we're really busy, so we need things that are simple in our lives. What kind of tips or tricks have you picked up going into residency to maximize your time and get things done? I think that um, what qualifies me to give cooking advice is that I'm sort of someone who started from square one, who knew nothing about cooking a few years ago. So it's like from one beginner um, to another. Or as some might put it, it's sort of like the blind teaching the blind, but uh, <laughs> I do have at least life experience. Part of it was um, meal prep. That was huge. Cooking, spending a couple hours on Sunday night to cook what you're going to eat for the entire week. Um, so that way, um, when you're going throughout the week, you have all these packed meals already. You're coming home from work. You just have to pack your lunch for the next day. Um, you don't have to worry about that. I kind of, along those lines, though, I had to be okay with eating the same two or three meals for the entire week, which I eventually did come to live with. 
I think a big part of that was just buying things that I really like to eat and also like having some variety here and there, like different snacks, which I could sub in or um, once in a while um, when I'm bored of eating the same thing, like getting like a meal from a cafeteria or something healthy. So meal prep was a big part of that. I think second was um, becoming comfortable with different, a few ways of cooking one at a time. So for example, um, when I first started cooking, everything was baked. I would bake chicken, I would bake vegetables at the same time, and then I make rice, and then that was it. That was the meal. Um, and then after I mastered the oven, I started moving on to other things. Um, so my partner can attest to this, but we got a pressure cooker, um, an electric pressure cooker a few weeks ago, and I just that's like my new favorite appliance. Um, I guess it is a little more advanced, but basically you can cook things like ribs, which would normally take two or three hours, in 30 minutes. So again, kind of recognizing that time is a constraint, and that's one way to solve that. Just then, pressure cook all of your meals. <laughs> basically, yeah. So now I bake and pressure cook all my meals. And I think the third thing might be just like trying to be efficient while you're cooking. Um, so my old roommate, um, what he used to say to me is, Brandon, when you're not cooking, you have to be cleaning. Um, so, you know, like when something's baking, I'm like cleaning the counter, putting things away so that I'm like minimizing the total burden of time that that cooking session on Sunday takes. I love this roommate-to-roommate feedback. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did it come from a good place? It or? <laughs> did. Definitely did come okay. from a good place. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good tip. I've definitely told my partner that a couple times. But <laughs> maybe listening to this podcast will drive it home for him. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. It was great having you, Brandon. And I hope to chat with you again soon. Thanks so much for having me, Ashley. It was a ton of fun. So thank you very much for sticking with us today. I'm back on the mic to talk about upcoming events and also to give a shout out to my man Brandon, someone who batch cooks and uses a pressure cooker. Brandon, we need to be friends. Uh, But anyways, in terms of upcoming events, we have a COBRA meeting, a Council of Program Representative meeting on the 21st of November, 2018. This is a pretty important one. We'll be talking about an update to our ongoing collective agreement negotiations so if you're interested in that make sure that the cobra representative for your program attends and they'll get all the important updates there which they'll be able to share with your individual program beyond that we don't have all that much going on because we are rapidly approaching christmas do keep your eye out though because we have our annual christmas market event so yeah we'll be advertising the date for that soon But thank you very much for listening. We'll be back with another episode in our food mini-series. I'm really looking forward to that one. It's a really great interview. So yeah, we'll see you soon.